We are now joined by Auburn Police Chief Phil Kroll. Phil, welcome back. Good morning. Thanks. Glad we didn't scare you off the first couple times you've been in. Really no, appreciate it. You got me back in here. That's good. I, I do it again. And again, I just I continue to thank you for not arresting me when you come in. That's also also helpful. Thank you. I don't think it's not going to happen. <laughs> I've just I, I continue to thank you until it does happen, basically. <laughs> um, now, last time you were in, uh, you touched on the heroin epidemic in Maine, which we've talked about with a few folks, and it is an epidemic, and the word I don't think is being overused here. Now, I know that the city of Auburn and the Auburn PD recently launched the Hero Initiative. It was a series of community forums. Can you tell us about how that week went, and tell us about why it was so important to start that conversation locally? Yeah, great. It was uh, it was actually a great week, and uh, we're really pleased that we were able to bring so many people in the community out have conversations about this issue. And what was nice was that we had we had moms uh, that have lost their sons and they were able to share their story and talk about putting a face with this issue I think is important. And other community members got to hear that because when you talk about heroin, you talk about drug addiction, you, in your mind you have what that person looks like and you have that place that they probably live. And what this did was it really brought it to home to people to realize that this could be their neighbor, this could be their grandson, this could be their son or daughter. And uh, that was so beneficial for our community. Did you guys go over things like warning signs or, or disposing of medications? I mean, I assume there was probably a lot of things you went over in this thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Des definitely the disposal of medication. You know, we know we're seeing numbers now coming from the uh, school reports that just show how many young people, um, even in middle school, that they, in the last 30 days, how many of those young people actually took a prescription drug that was not prescribed to them is a growing number. So we know it starts there. And uh, when we talked with these moms, they, they shared that's, that's how they knew their son had started. That's, uh, that's amazing. And that happens all the time because people go in for surgery. They get those medications, you know, not refillable after whatever. And somebody takes six and they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. And they start taking Tylenol after that. And then you've got 44, you know, freaking pills in somebody's medicine cabinet and all of a sudden somebody sees it and that's how it starts sometimes it's really sad yeah we had a uh, we had a really brave lady young lady that came in she's probably in her uh, 30s and she shared just that story she she was in a horrible uh, motor vehicle accident um, and as a result of that motor vehicle accident she received some medication and from that medication led led to her addiction that happens i think more often than not and you're starting to see it in a lot of places because of the of the chains because i know the, once the pills once the prescriptions run out then they start going to the heroin and that's where you start seeing the overdoses because it's right. it's awful it's cheaper which is why they're going after it and then they're getting killed it's right. a it's quite a cycle we'll talk more with uh, phil kroll about some other things in the area human trafficking the crime rate self-defense for women gym the gym and much much more it's a breakfast club on Z1055, quarter past seven, 62 degrees. Get back on the truck! They're coming! The zombie invasion. Auburn Police Chief Phil Kroll is with us. First segment, we talked about the, uh, we actually talked about the Hero Initiative and how well that went. I actually saw, it, uh, you actually saw a little bit of a down, uh, what was it, a, a downgrade a little bit, uh, less, uh, less uh, overdoses. I don't know why I was getting stuck on that. That was a terrible thing to get stuck on. And I just sat here and watched you. I know, that's great. You it, just watched so. me struggle with it. It was great. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, we have. We actually did. We've seen a, a decrease, and, uh, you know, we know that that's multiple things. Uh, you know, you're not going to attack this issue on, on just enforcement or just treatment. Uh, it's going to take community awareness, building that information out there. And, uh, and uh, so we have, and I think we've seen some, some good numbers as a result. 
No, that's really good. I could not figure out the word decrease for the life of me. I can already see how Thursday is going to go. I can already see how this is going to be. So let's talk a little bit about human tra trafficking. I, I was surprised to learn that it's, it's the fastest growing crime in the world. I've seen a lot of stuff about it, and I think a lot of people think this happens somewhere else. It happens overseas. It happens to, you know, the terrorism countries and stuff like that. Is it happening here in Maine, and do we need to worry about this issue here in Auburn-Lewiston? Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly happening here, and, uh, you know, that's why, you know, I partnered with a, another uh, organization. We started Not Here Conferences. Part of that not here is that um, a lot of people do believe that. It's something that doesn't happen here. Maine's, uh, we do have a great state, great safe communities. However, if we have vulnerable people, somebody will look to exploit them. And that's what human trafficking is all about. It's about exploitation. And so when you look at that issue, and uh, for us, mostly right now in the state of Maine, we've been focusing on, on sex trafficking. And uh, unfortunately, through... Uh, outlets like Backpage and, and other things, you know, young women are being exploited. They're being trafficked, and uh, and it's happening. It's happening in every community. What can people do to protect themselves from that? Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to build awareness, trying to build education into this issue. Um, and, you know, part of that awareness, like I said, is look for vulnerable people. When you identify vulnerable people, you'll identify someone who could be a potential target. And uh, so we're holding a conference. We've, we've held, this will be our fourth conference we've held. We're actually partnering with uh, Governor LePage on this. So it's the Governor's Summit to End Human Trafficking here in Maine. And uh, we'll be holding it November 12th and 13th. The conference will be at Point Lookout in Lincolnville. And, uh, you know, at our last conference we had, uh, we held it in Pineland in New Gloucester. And we had about 350 people at that conference learning about um, all elements from healthcare to uh, law enforcement to social service providers, advocacy who provide aftercare, just bringing in great speakers to be able to talk to them about what this issue uh, is and how can they attack it. Are there warning signs to look out for if you think somebody, you know, is, is the victim of that? Are, are there things that you can do for that without giving away your conference too much? No, you know, there are. There's, there's plenty of warning signs. When you look at, um, you know, we, after our last conference, we had a hairstylist call us who attended the conference and she said, I think I just had somebody who's being trafficked sitting in my chair. And uh, she said, and this was right here in Auburn. And she said that she was doing the hairstyle on this young girl. And uh, as she's having a conversation, which most hairstylists do, they'll have conversations as their clients in their chair. She learned that, you know, not from this area, kind of isolated. This 40-year-old guy from New York brought her in, dropped about $250 for hair. Uh, nails and uh, through that information we were the dis we're, we were able to discover that within 24 hours she was advertised on Backpage and so she, this, she was able to see those indicators and be able to see that when you have someone like this that is taken away from their family not around their family they don't have that support um, and you know, they're, they're with somebody that just doesn't seem to make sense. There's, there's a disconnect there. Um, it's worth asking some questions. Phil Kroll is the police chief of Auburn. We'll have more coming up. It's Breakfast Club on Z1055 at 725. It's 62 degrees. Station. 738, 62 degrees. It's a Breakfast Club. Phil Kroll is in. He's the police chief of Auburn. We continue now.
We start off with um, some super uplifting topics, uh, <laughs> drug addiction and human trafficking. Nothing like that to get you perked up on a day. So let's talk about some fun stuff now and some positivity. Crime rate. Uh, actually, doesn't uh, get any better than this. Yeah, right. we know. Well, there's actually been a little bit of improvement, it seems like, around the area. So yes. let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been really nice to see that you know, some of the efforts that are taking place is having great results. And I think when we start building those relationships within our community, start providing opportunities within our community, that's where we're going to see a difference within our crime rate. And we've seen it. We've seen a reduction within our crime. A uh, great article in the uh, Lewis and Sun Journal talking about uh, Lewiston's crime in comparison to the top three, the big three, I guess you could say. That's Portland, Bangor, and Lewiston. Uh, Auburn is number four. So we either, we either hit number four or number five, depending on how you look at the two, uh, South Portland and Auburn. But with our community, uh, violent crime, you know, we're, we're about 60% below those top three communities for violent crime. So, um, so it's, it's a big comparison difference uh, when you look at, uh, uh, look at our crime rate. What are some of the driving forces behind crime in our community? Mm. You know, it goes back to our first topic, drugs. Um, that's, that's our biggest uh, driving force, especially when you look at um, property crimes. That's, property crimes is what drives that number. And, uh, um, and then, and certainly when we look at, you know, when we look at violent crime, that's really addressing the homicides, which, you know, fortunately Auburn's been very safe community we uh, we haven't had a homicide in over six years and uh you know when you look at um rapes uh, we average about six to eight rapes a year um that's been pretty consistent throughout the years unfortunately when you look at rapes those are the ones that are reported we know right numbers show us that there's many more that aren't reported um so you know we have society issues you know i think president obama just spoke at the international chiefs of police association and uh, to all the chiefs in chicago recently on Tuesday, and he said, you know, we need to stop blaming police or be letting police be the scapegoat to society issues. And, uh, and as much as I, I agree with that, what I want to make sure that we do is that doesn't remove police from being involved in those society issues because we need to be at the forefront of this. When I was growing up, the local police person in every show that I ever watched, everybody knew him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Nowadays, it's like it, I feel like it's a SWAT team officer that's driving around town. I don't get that same vibe yeah. from him anymore. Yeah, it's, it's because we've become such a call-driven mm -hmm. uh, agency. And so when you look at, for our department, 35,000 calls we're handling <sighs> every year. And a lot of times we only have four or five officers out there. Yeah. They go from call to call to call. And when you bring somebody in, you call for an officer, and they're in your house, and the moment they walk in the door, they're already reaching up to their radio because somebody's already on that radio telling them they've got another call pending. You're not getting that same good feeling that this wow. officer is going to be listening to my complaint. So we've really been striving with our officers to say, you know, in our dispatchers to say, look, stack that call. If it's not a priority, just stack it. Let the officer do what the officer needs to do with that uh, citizen to make sure that whatever that incident, because I don't care whether it's a traffic accident or a burglary, it's the worst day of their life. And if we're not paying attention to it, then we're not building good community relationships. Talking with Phil Kroll, Auburn Police Chief. I have one more segment with him coming up. We'll be talking about Jam the Gym, also self-defense for women. It's a breakfast club on Z1055, 742, 60 degree, 62 degrees. Christopher Shario from the Public Theater will join us next hour. The Breakfast Club! The rain looks like it's starting to die down a little bit out there. 
Phil Kroll is in. He's the Auburn police chief. Final segment with him. We've talked about the Hero Initiative, uh, talking about uh, drug addiction, human trafficking. We've talked about the crime rate. Now we're going to talk about self-defense for women. Chief, I know one of the programs you're pretty proud of at the uh, police department is your self-defense for women program. What can you tell us about it? Who should take the class and who teaches it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great program. We actually have, it's a, it's a blend of officers and some of our officers' wives that actually um, um, conduct the, uh, the training. They've gone away. They've got all their certification. They teach this. We, uh, we hold several classes throughout the year. Um, one thing that I really like about this program is we actually go in the high school and we teach it twice a year at the high school as well. Uh, so we've probably, in the, just the last couple of years, we've trained uh, probably over 250 women in self-defense. Um, we're seeing great results as that. One thing I like, I go every, every session I go and I, uh, at the very end, and uh, I, I get to talk with the women that are participating in this, and I see such a transformation from them. They've, they've had an opportunity to really be able to express themselves, come out of their shell in the sense that they were able to really um, kind of find their voice. And because when we're doing some of these, uh, some of the training, they, you've got to be right there and you've got to be screaming and you're going to be fighting because uh, we put all the pads on and they get right, right at it. That's 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 pretty awesome. It sounds like a, a pretty fun time for folks. Um, who teaches it, by the way? So we have um, three officers that, that teach this. Officer Sean Carl, uh, Sergeant Barry Schmeeks, um, great guys that do a super job with this. We also have uh, Officer Joe Maivo. He's one of our newer officers. Um, and then uh, my wife is one of the instructors. And, uh, and those other two officers, their wives are also instructors. Nice. That sounds like a good time. Jim the Jim. Now we're getting to the really important stuff here. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you guys have a lot of strong partnerships within the community, and I know you're really proud of the uh, partnership you've got with Central Maine Community College. And rumor has it you and your officers are going to take on the uh, Central Maine Community College basketball team, the men's basketball team. Um, did you lose a bet or something? Like, how, why, why are you doing this? Well, we lost last year. We got to come back and try to beat them. Okay. So this is why we're going back at them. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. You know, the community college. What a great partnership they have with us, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're finding our relationship with the community college is actually a great feeder into our recruitment program at the PD. So we try to spend as much time up there as we can, um, getting connected with the students. We actually just completed a RAD class at the college that they sponsored, and we had uh, about 15 women that went through that. And Jim uh, to Jim is just a, a great opportunity for us to come and kind of take on their team. We, uh, you know, we like to brag a little bit. Our Auburn Police Department basketball team still holds the title for three years for the, the city tournament. So, you know, we've got a little bit of skill. Um, but we do bring in some ringers. You know, we'll bring in the mayor will play with us, Mayor Labonte. He'll be on our team. And then we'll I thought also, you said you were bringing in ringers. Yeah, you. Well, sometimes, you know, you've got to just have a little depth in your some, Yeah, sometimes you just need to have some star power. That's it's right. not that That's there's right. actually anything in the tank there, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. But we try to bring back some some uh, past students. Dave Gagne is really good with us about getting some past students coming in and helping us out. And uh, it's a fun night for everybody. We look to really, we want to jam that gem. It's about a good cause. We're raising funding for, for the PAL Center. And uh, a lot of the money that we proceeds that we bring in, this helps our Thanksgiving and our Christmas program. And when is this going to be? Our Jam the Gym is going to be December 1st. Excellent. All right. Phil Krolls, the Albert Police Chief. Phil, great to see you as always. Great. Thank you. See you soon. Christopher Shario from the Public Theater coming up next hour. It's Breakfast Club Z1055. The Breakfast Club!